Welcome to Cautiously Insane. I'm Coach Tyra. This will probably be my last segment labeled as Coach Tyra. I will be changing my name. Not the name of the show, but just with Tyra. Because I'm not going to be doing so much coaching anymore. Just taking a step down. I've been doing a lot of coaching because of the pandemic. And um, I'm just a little burnt out. So I'm probably going to take about a year or two off of coaching. Anyhow, that is not the reason for this segment. The name of this segment is Dear White People, please have a talk with the Karens and the Kens who start trouble for no reason. And this is the reason why I'm saying this. As a black person, in case you didn't know, I'm an African-American woman. We already have to deal with police brutality, um, police shootings, chokings, what have you. We already have to deal with that. Entering our homes, killing us, um, traffic stops, killing us, you know, we don't need private citizens policing us as well. It's not that we're doing something wrong. It's something it's, it's that these people, I'm not, and I'm not talking about all white people, so let me just make sure I'm clear on that. I am intelligent enough to understand that white people are the majority in this country still. And that if all white people were against us, they none of us would exist. So I know that the majority of white people are not like this. But there is such a large number of them who are racist, have racist undertones, or behave in a racist manner. Let's talk about the, the Cooper lady up in Central Park. I'm sure this woman knows the full history of what happened to the Central Park Five. Yet, that did not stop her from making a false accusation. She, I mean, thank God, thank God for camera phones now. Video, the ability to be able to film these things. Because back in the day, there were no cameras. And so let's talk about the history of this country where many, many white women in different instances Evan Till, Rosewood, have said that, oh, a black man whistled at me, uh, raped me, um, kidnapped my children, and you got black men hunted down, hung, burnt, castrated, swimming in a, in, in a, in a river. Even she was 14 years old. White woman said he wrestled at her. She later retracted her statement, but that was many, many, many years later when she was old. She admitted that she lied. And you got this 14-year-old boy brutally beaten and killed. 
Let that sit in for a minute. So knowing all this heavy history of this country, this Cooper woman, and I'll break. I'll go back and break down the names that that we people give them. The Karens. Karens is a is a word that people call white women that start stuff with black people. That's nosy. They don't mind their business. They always want to call the police for no particular reason. Okay, they call them Karens. They say, "Go away, Karen. Sit down, Karen." You know, that's just a common name. Um, but she knows, you know, I know, and most people know the history of this country. And we don't, like I said, we don't even have to go back that far. We can go right back to the Central Park Five. There was a white woman, she was raped. So let me be clear on that. And she is not the person that accused these particular five black men because she was unconscious. But because these young men and a lot lot of them were really just boys. They really weren't even men. They were young. Because they were in the vicinity at the time of her rape, the police, the police harassed those young men and had those young men incarcerated for a crime they didn't commit. And only when DNA came out were they exonerated. Given in time at this point, known Trump, who was not the, the president, he took out a full page ad in the newspaper in New York and demanded that they be put to the death penalty as if he had actual proof that they did this. Then years later, when the truth came out, that these boys, which are now men, did not rank this woman. Do you think he offered an apology? No, he did not. So she lives in New York City. So she knows that history. But more than that, if you have an altercation with a person of color, and your first reaction is, I'm going to call the police, and tell them that an African-American man is attacking me. That's exactly what she said on video. She, she, she said it knowing that she would be endangering this man's life because she knows that the police, when a white woman says that somebody in black did something to them, oh, black people not, we don't normally get due process. Yes, there's a lot of black people in prison. But there's a lot of black people who get killed by the police in this country. More than anybody else. And I'm not saying that police brutality doesn't happen to other ethnic groups, because it does. But what I'm saying is it most more frequently happens to African Americans. So now... When I woke up this morning, I saw um, on the news where the the officials are calling for an arrest 
of the um against the woman in such a central park uh, incident um the cooper lady the avian cooper um because she I mean, she did make a false report at the very least she 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 did call the police okay the police came but when they got there her and the guy both had left so what she did what she did where she wasted resources because those police officers could have been out arrested a real criminal. So we can't we can't bird watch. We can't swim. We can't stand outside in the parking lot of our old apartment complex. We can't we can't go to the mall. We can't go to sleep. We can't sit in our homes and watch television. We can't sit in our homes and play video games with our nieces and nephews. We can't get a regular parking ticket for a taillight, Sandra Plan. There's no way that a parking ticket deserves for someone to die. But these are the narratives that the police would use to justify their killing. If you've noticed, every time the police kill a person of color, they try to go on a smear campaign of that person's character to try to say, well, it's justified because they were a bad person. Bad people deserve due process. That's why we have a a prison system. That's why we have a justice system, even though it's not really that just. That's a different segment. We can talk about that later. When I get pulled over by the police, I'm not worrying about my insurance going up. I'm not worrying about um, the cost of the ticket. I'm worried about, am I going to leave this situation alive, breathing, and unbeaten because you can I have seen it we have seen it on, on being recorded where black people because they'll say well you just comply and don't resist arrest and all that we've seen that happen and black people stand up still end up dead I lay all my papers out and I put my hands up on the steering wheel so they can see my hands. I don't make no set moves. I say yes, sir, to the officer. I don't even ask why they pull me over. I don't. They say, do you, do you know why I pulled you over? No, I do not. They didn't tell me I pulled you over because you did this or whatever. Okay. Um, license and registration. I said, can I reach for it? They said, yeah, I reached for it, hand it to them. And all the time, I'm praying. Lord, protect me. Be my shield. Be my arm. Let no harm come to me. 
I'm praying. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Yea, through a walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I'm saying the whole entire 23rd Psalm. Why they checking? They didn't come back. And then they say, oh, I'll give you a warning. Or I'm going to get a ticket. They hand me my papers. And they go. That's when I'm, uh, I have a relief feeling. I'm thankful to the Lord. And then that's when I start thinking, oh, how much this ticket going to cost me? Um, I need to get a lawyer. That type of thing. No one should have to fear for their life because of a traffic ticket. Sandra Bland, whether she smoked weed once or twice in her life or not, that's not justification for killing her. That doesn't make her a bad person. You can't vilify somebody because they smoke marijuana. Really? Half the country smoke marijuana. And most people that smoke marijuana usually are very chill. Maybe some of these very angry white people need to smoke marijuana and chill out. So let's go to a different case. There was a man who pulled a gun out and posted my Facebook page if you're friends with me. If not, you can look it up. There was a man, I think this happened in Arizona, there was a black man who was delivering his girlfriend. They were DoorDash deliverers. So DoorDash is a delivery service that picks up your food from different restaurants and deliver it to you. So this, the black man was making a delivery. He had the food in hand. He pulled out into a apartment complex and he got out the car and was taking the food to the customer. This white man was standing there with a gun, questioning him why was he there, telling him he didn't belong there, he needed to leave. This man had a locked and loaded gun with one round in the chamber. Luckily, they filmed it, the neighbors filmed it, his girlfriend was filming it, and the police showed up and they put that crazy white man in jail. But let me go back and say, when I say crazy white man, I'm I'm using that very loosely. Because here's the thing. Anytime a a white person commits a heinous crime like that, the term mental health is easily thrown around. Oh, he had mental health issues. And they're starting to perpetuate a negative narrative about people who have mental health issues. But you and I know that's not true. Because there are people, there are plenty of people with color of color who are Latina, who are Asian, who are black, who are Middle Eastern, who has mental health issues, who live in this country, and yet we are not going out, police in the neighborhood, pulling guns on delivery people. There was another video of a UPS driver 
I think it was a Federal Express driver too. They were making deliveries. They had their uniforms on. They were in the um, company trucks, which everybody knows what the brown truck look like. Everybody knows what the Federal Express white truck with the blue and red writing on the side looks like. They told us, what are you doing here? How we know you didn't steal this? Why do we have to prove who we are to you? Whose daddy made you the police? So this is why I'm saying, dear white people, I know that most of you are not like this, but most of you know someone who is like this. Your grandfather, your uncle, your cousin, your brother, your daddy, your mama, your sister, your best friend, your neighbor. If you are a white person who considers yourself an ally or a friend to the African-American community, please, I implore you, have a conversation with your friends and family and associates because you have more access to them than we do. If they consider us the enemy, all our words and pleas, rioting, and all the rest of the things that we do falls on deaf ears. Nobody ever changed because their enemy persuaded them to change. So you are not an enemy to them. You are a friend, a relative. So please have open dialogue of conversation about how to interact with black people when there is a nonviolent situation. And better yet, just tell them, if you see a black person that's a delivery truck, not time out of 10, they're the delivery person. Guess what? Black people have jobs too. And so you don't have a right to police them. You're not the black people police. We don't need to be policed by you and the police. Are, is this is this apartheid South Africa where we need papers to go into certain locations? I mean, when you call Federal Express and complain and say, I don't want a black person. I'm not going to say the N-word because I don't say the N-word. A black person... Well, let me, let me correct myself. I don't say the N-word publicly. I always say it at home. <laughs> and maybe I'll have a conversation with about that. Maybe I won't. Because what I do in my own house is my business. So, you'll call and say, I don't want no N-words in my neighborhood. That is a you problem. That is a you problem. White Americans who are racist, pack up your stuff and move to a state in an area or a city where there's not that many black people or Latino people or Asian people, and then you can be happier. Now, I know that um, I've been to 
some places out west. There's not a large population of black people in Idaho. There's not. Um, I went there once. I believe I may have saw four black people. That's a good place for you to go. I mean, because what you're not going to do is black people are here. We've been here. You should have gotten used to us and gotten over it by now. Really and truly. But if you got that much hate in your heart, if it's that, that important to you, that black people not be in your spaces, then you need to create new spaces for yourself instead of telling us to leave. Because we're not going to quit our jobs. We're not going to move. We're not going to stop being professionals because it irritates you. Your hatred is your problem. It's only our problem when you involve us. But here's the thing. I hate Brussels sprouts. I mean, I hate Brussels sprouts with a passion. So do you know what I do when I go to the grocery store and I walk in the vegetable aisle? I walk right past the Brussels sprouts. I don't go over there and say, why are you here? You shouldn't be here. I don't go to the management and say, why do you sell Brussels sprouts in this store? I hate Brussels sprouts. Get those Brussels sprouts out of here. Do you hear how stupid that sounds? That's how you sound talking about a black person. Or Latino person. Or an Asian person. Or a Middle Eastern person. Anybody that's different than you. That's how you sound. Telling them to leave a space because you're uncomfortable. So here's another thing you can do. White people who are racist. And white people who know racist. If you know a racist, have this conversation with the people who are racist. Why are you so uncomfortable with black people being in the same space as you? That's what you gotta ask yourself. That's a you issue. All the hate that you carry in your heart is ridiculous. And whether you lose your job or charges get filed against you for calling the police and making false reports, that's irrelevant. Before we even get to that point, you've got to ask yourself, why do I hate black people? What did they actually do to me as a whole? Because like, you can hate an individual person based on what they done to you, but their color shouldn't even play a factor into it. If, if that was the case, then I would hate black men. And I don't. Because when I lived in Detroit, Michigan, I got robbed three times. They were all black men. I got raped when I was 17. He was a black man. Do I dislike those men? Yes. Do I dislike all black men? No. You got to stop letting race put a factor in how 
you relate to people. Because think about it, if a white man, if you're a white person and a white man robbed you, would you dislike white people? No. A person's actions is based on that particular person. We are not a monolithic unit. Black people are not all the same. Just like white people are not all the same. You share commonalities, so do we. But we're not all the same. And so it is unjust and illogical to hate a whole race of people or a whole um, ethnicity of people based on their skin color. That is ridiculous. So then you need to look at what your soul and say, why do I hate these people? What have they done to me as a whole? Nothing. Because I know I haven't done anything to you. Black Americans want the same thing that white Americans want. We want life, justice, liberty, and freedom. Freedom to live our lives to the best of our ability. You don't like us, walk right past us and ignore us. The way I ignore Brussels sprouts, I see them and I don't see them. They're there, but they're not there. If you just really got that much hate and malice in your heart, which is sad for you. Because here's the, here's, the, here's the big kicker. Black people don't care. Black people don't care. We don't care that you hate us. We only care that you bother us. If you hate us, fine. Leave us alone. You don't have to associate. It only becomes a problem when you bother us. You feel that a person is less than you because of their skin tone. Please make that make sense to me. Because back in the day you said we weren't smart enough to read. We wasn't smart enough to go to school. We wasn't smart enough to do this. Black people, black men couldn't lead the Navy because they couldn't swim. Uh... Black people could be pilots because they can't see at night. All kind of stupid ideology that had no scientific proof or data. And we have proven you wrong at every single turn. Every single turn. Yet, you still hate us. You took us from our land imprisoned us, enslaved us, beat us, raped us, took our native language, our native customs, and made us learn yours. Slavery ended in 1865. We still here. And guess what? We gonna be here. So get over yourself. If we are Brussels sprouts to you, Ignore the Brussels sprouts. Because, see, me hating Brussels sprouts is a V issue. I don't like the way they taste. They taste disgusting. I don't want to eat them. It's not the Brussels sprouts issue. They have a right to exist whether I like them or not. That's what you see, no one can understand about black people. 
We have a right to exist whether you like us or not. We have a right to breathe, to go to work, to walk in a park, to bird watch, to take a nap, to have a tail light out and just get a ticket, to go to our wedding, to go to our master party. We have a right to do process. Even if we commit a crime, selling a CD does not warrant a life. And maybe you don't value black lives. Maybe they don't matter to you. I understand that. But at the very least, value your own life. I mean, you doing something crazy could cause you to go to jail, could cause you to lose your job, to be labeled as a racist. The first thing you say, I'm not a racist, I'm not a racist. Well, if you're not a racist, your behavior was racist, I'll tell you that. And I'm going to say this. If you have to say, if, you're, if your opening line is, I'm not a racist, you probably are. Thanks for listening to Question Be Insane. Make sure you tune back in. I'm going to probably try to start recording more frequently. Uh, please share and pass it on with your friends and family. But more than that, be an agent for change in your home, in your community, in your cities, in your states, so we can change the country back to a country. Well, not back, but moving toward a country where there is love and not hate. And not hate. Thank you for listening.